to really know that he loves you and, and actually feel his arms around you in the difficult times and the storms. It's easy to get to know God and, and trust him, but it's it's even more of a blessing to be there every day to just right. know that. Let go and let God. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Ron and Vera Malone. God brought them together, and ever since then, they've devoted their lives and their time to doing God's work. Welcome to this episode of Behind My Journey. My name is Quinn Eaton, and with me today is Ron and Vera Malone. And I want to thank them so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, Ron and Vera are both retired, uh, but they, they told me that they're doing the Lord's work, which is uh, something that keeps them very busy. But thank you, Ron and Vera, for sitting down and being a part of the Behind My Journey podcast. Thank you. It's good yeah. to be here. Appreciate it. And uh, Ron and Vera moved here, or moved to Murray from Illinois 18 years ago in 2003, right, right. Ron? Yes. And they've been attending the journey since 2009. Yes. Uh, which is pretty much, you could go ahead and say from the very beginning of the journey. Journey started in 2005. Right. Uh, but you guys are very loyal to the Journey Church. And then you even started volunteering at the journey in 2011. So that's, that's great. I mean, you guys are still volunteering. That's how I kind of met you guys. And I've really kind of gotten to know you through the guest services program uh, at The Journey. And then we're going to go ahead and we'll get into all the organizations that they help with because it's phenomenal, uh, all the things that they're uh, included in and, and participate and volunteer with all the organizations in the area. But uh, thank you guys so much for being here today. And uh, I, I tried to kind of encapsulate Ron and Vera Malone. Is there anything that I missed there that I that I should have added in as far as introductions? I don't think so. You got I got it all? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to it, so I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Uh, but you guys have a really great story. Just talking to you a little bit before we started recording, it's been very fascinating and, and actually inspiring to hear all of the things that you guys do. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the the organizations that you help with. This is a very lengthy list. I mean, people might sometimes do one or two, but you guys are—you guys have done pretty much everything that, that you can, and I think that that's really great. Uh, you guys help with Eight Days of Hope, uh, Team Acts 2035, Hope in Murray, Resurrection Disaster Relief, the American Legion, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, uh, Needline, and then of course I already mentioned that you guys volunteer at the Journey. How did you guys get started? Uh, with with volunteering and all of those great organizations in the area. When we first started coming to the journey, they asked me to volunteer to help with teardown. So mm -hmm. I volunteered for that, and that was a treat because yeah. back then it was really tough because we had to take it down from the third floor of the Curris Center mm -hmm. down to the loading dock and down down into a trailer. Yeah, it was fun. That's a lot of physical labor. Yes. That, that's that's pretty extensive. But so you kind of got started volunteering right. with the journey. Is that yes. right? And so what, what sort of uh, bridge was there from the journey to all these other organizations within the area? We, they were talking about going to Guatemala and we prayed about it and we talked about it and we finally decided to go and going to Guatemala and seeing those people and do what we did for them in a week's time was phenomenal and it got us going. And Robert Johnson told us then, he says, you guys, are going to want to go out in the mission field forever now. Mm -hmm. And he said it probably won't happen, but it happened with us. <laughs> so you guys have stayed busy. How many mission trips do you guys think you've been on <laughs> since since 2011, that first one? Oh, gosh. 
Probably. <laughs> Counting eight days of hope, close to 50. Yeah. Easy. Wow. Easy. That's, that's phenomenal, guys. That's amazing. And so Guatemala was your first one. Are there, are there right. any other places that kind of stand out as far as volunteering? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Okay. Where places the journey had been previously. Mm -hmm. Worked on a building they had worked on there. And then 2014, I think, we went to South Africa. Wow. With the journey, I did. <laughs> Vera didn't, but Ron did. Okay, yes. uh, but most of the, most of the time, you guys are going together on these on these yes. trips, correct? Right. Wow, wow. And and what what kind of uh, I know that that's that's spiritually fulfilling for for you guys, but what is it like just to to like you said do God's work and see the impact that you're having in places like that? You know, you, you don't understand until somebody opens their front door and said, "I just was praying." And, and God sent you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, that's so fulfilling to know that we're where he wants us. Why, yeah. Being, being in the right place, God answers prayers and you guys are right. the people. I mean, that, that's, that's actually really cool that you are the people that are volunteering and sometimes answering people's prayers because yes. God works through people and, and you guys are definitely a, a large part of God's work as far as volunteering, so. The whole part of what we do, it, it's not about fixing houses. It's not about tarping roofs. It's it's about sharing the love of God with people, and that when when people have gone through a disaster, they are very open, mm -hmm. and when they see people that they've never met before coming from a long distance to just to help them, that's their only purpose being there. Yeah, and it and it ministers to them, and and they see that God, God is at work. Mm -hmm. God is for real. God is for real. That's a great way to put it. And you're talking about God's love and, and you know, serving God. When was it that you guys, I mean, individually and then also as a couple, when is it that you guys placed your faith in God? I mean, this is a, this is, seems like it's been a pretty long journey just since yeah. you guys have been together and volunteering. But when was that initial, uh, you know, proclamation like, okay, I believe in God. God is my Savior. I have known Jesus since I was this high. It was instilled <laughs> in me. Yeah. I just, I've always... Always, always didn't follow him. But mm -hmm. I always knew he was there. Yeah, Navira. I, I grew up in a in a family of faith, and um, I was very blessed by that. And I'd say probably in my mid twenties, early thirties is when God really became real. I believed, mm -hmm. but I wasn't following. And you know, when things happen in your life that are that are very difficult, that's when we turn to Him. That's right. And um, that that's what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what happens. He shows up. He shows up. He's always been there. Right. But your your eyes are open enough to see mm -hmm. him and to really know that he loves you and and um, actually feel his arms around you in the difficult times and the storms. It's easy to get to know God mm -hmm. um, and and trust him. But it's it's even more of a blessing to to be there every day, to just right. know that. To let go and let God. Yeah. Mm, that's that's a really good way to put it. And you guys kind of both mentioned you maybe didn't always follow him or there was a little <laughs> bit of a, of a, maybe not a very straight path. The path might have been curvy and had a lot of stops and, yes. and things like that in order to find that faith. Um, what was it like before you made that, that transformation that, of God coming into your life? Hectic. Hectic. I was going to say frustrating. Mm -hmm. You just you, aimless, really almost aimless, and just you know trying to get to that next thing that you think is going to make you happy, mm -hmm. trying to get to that bigger house or that nicer car or 
you know the perfect kids <laughs> that kind of stuff and it's just and and those things don't happen in reality you know mm-hmm. there is no such thing as a perfect child and you know you see your your kids going off in the wrong direction and then you really have a, a good sense of who God is mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. all of his kids go off in different directions that's right that's very yeah. true and so you guys both described it as hectic and frustrate frustrated oftentimes whenever people are struggling to find that faith foundation there is frustration and and you could even say that there's there are failures were there any significant events along your guys's path where uh, a lot of people have an eye-opening event where you're like okay i need to give it all to god let god or let go and let god i i would have to say for me it was in a former marriage Mm -hmm. we'd both been married before and both had some pretty nasty experiences before um but when I came to the end of myself and just said, I can't do this, I can't mm-hmm. handle it. I, I, you know, I always believe that marriages, you know, are made in heaven and um, mm-hmm. they're not. <laughs> when you get married, God hands you a kit and you put it together yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. You know, um, but for him to be the foundation is, is a big deal. And I think that that's one thing with Ron and I, when we met, we were on the same level there. We we met in a we were both in a much spiritually stronger place than what we had either right. of us had been in our past, and um, <clears throat> he brought us together. Yes, he did. He did. That's awesome. Can you speak on that a little bit? I mean, I know you guys have said you've been through a lot. And how long have you all been together? We've been married twenty twenty what? years. Twenty years. Twenty years. Wow. Right. Well, congratulations. That Thank that's you. great. Uh, what what was it like? Because you said that both of you guys were in a spiritually sound place whenever you got together. So you think that that was definitely a part of God's plan. You know, you, you guys were both complete, and then you found each other. Yes, right. yes, I would say. And it took a while to find each other. <laughs> we both rode bikes. She went one direction. I went the other direction. At one point, you were like a half a block away. We lived a half a block away from each other. I did other. not know each other. Wow. I never met. So I that knew her, knew her daughter long before I knew her. Wow, huh? So it's—I mean, I, I hate to put it like this, but it's sort of like one of those romantic comedies where the first half of the movie, they they keep passing each other, yes. and it finally <laughs> takes one big event to one kind of bring collision. you guys together. So yes. what what was that thing that kind of brought you guys together? Well, Ron had a, a second job at a grocery store, a local grocery store, and I had gotten a job there as well, and. Um, I worked in the freezer and he worked in the deli. Mm-hmm. I was full time, he was part time. And I had been stocking the freezer and my hands were very cold. And I went over to the deli, which had a hot case. Sure. <laughs> and I could put my hands on that hot case mm-hmm. of the deli and, um, you know, warm them up. And he came over there and put his hands right on top of mine because he had just been filling it with chicken sure so his hands were nice and warm and he said here they'll warm up faster this way and I being a, a single woman of some age mm-hmm. <laughs> got, got kind of suspicious and I was very upset at first because I thought how dare you you because he trapped my hand sure. I couldn't get my hand loose and I looked up at him and I was gonna give him the what for <laughs> And then I saw his blue eyes, and all I could oh. see in those eyes was just somebody who wanted my hands warm, yeah. just as much as I wanted my was, hands warm. And that warm. was it. And, you know, yeah. That's a great story. It yeah. was it. Ron, the same story from your side, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then he kept asking me out. Oh. <laughs> well, you got to be persistent sometimes. Yep. So so that's that's awesome how you guys met. And 
So you, you come together, uh, and it does seem like sometimes God works in mysterious ways. Maybe God yeah. had you guys both in that place at the same time uh, working. So uh, what was the transformation like for both of you guys as a couple, but then also individually? Like once you find that faith foundation, once you feel like you're kind of grounded, and then you also find each other, was that all in, in a similar place? Or maybe you guys had both found God before and then... It was really strengthened whenever you guys got together. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. We had absolutely. found them before, but when we got together, it was. Yeah, it it, it, it was, was powerful. There. It became powerful yes. then. That's I think awesome. that's I think that's probably the best description. Yeah. And so, you guys have been attending. Uh, I'm guessing you guys both kind of grew up in church, right? Yes. But then uh, you moved to from Illinois, which is is that where you all met? Right. And yes. so you moved from Illinois, and then you come to Murray, Kentucky. So how do you find the journey? How was it that your journeys, you know, kind of came together and you moved, uh, you know, you're from, from Illinois to Kentucky and then you found the journey. It can be a little confusing right. talking about behind my journey, journeys and the journey we church. We were attending but. a different church mm -hmm. and they had changed pastors and we weren't getting fat. I wasn't getting fat. I sure. told her, we're leaving. <laughs> no, give it six more months. No, we're leaving. Yeah. And we hopped around a few different churches and we came into the journey, and we were playing Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, What's wow. going on here? <laughs> what kind of church is this? <laughs> but man, his sermon was, what was it? Cra crazy Train. Crazy Train was his name of the wow. series. And it was getting off of that Crazy Train. Yeah. So that's, that's that, an interesting, yeah. yeah. I, we could relate. Yeah. <laughs> we could relate. I think everybody, everybody can probably relate to getting off the crazy train yeah. sometimes. Well, I mean, between the two of us, we have nine children, too. That's wow. probably a significant thing. <laughs> so, so we know crazy trains. Sure, <laughs> sure. So uh, you guys, of course, met, and uh, with nine children, you definitely stayed busy as far as raising them. Um, so what was that like? I mean... If you found the journey and you'd been, you know, involved in churches before, what is it like trying to round up nine children to go to church? Was that something that ever they happened? Were, um, they were all adults. They're all adults. Oh, okay. And and the, but the interesting thing is, we knew um, you can't make them like each other. Sure. You know, you just can't. And and of course, <laughs> they have their own feelings about their parents being divorced and mm -hmm. all of this kind of stuff. But. All of our children are ferociously siblings. I mean, they yeah. will defend one another and stand up for one another, and they all love each other. And it's just—it's we couldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> we well, that's—I that. mean, yeah, to get a group of people like that yep. together and and to form a family. I mean, there's a difference between being friends and being family. So that's that's right. actually really cool. Definitely that, family. Yeah, that, that that's that's amazing that that all came together like that. So, uh, but you, you find the journey because they're playing crazy train. And so that's kind of, you know, I mean, you guys remember that. That's the first thing that you kind oh, of mentioned. Yeah. So was that kind of like the, okay, and you liked the message? Right. Was that the kind of thing that clicked oh, yeah. and you felt yeah. felt at home? Very, very relevant message. Mm -hmm. um, very shoes to the floor, shoes to the ground, mm -hmm. you know. It, um, it is. And that brings it out so eloquently that mm -hmm. it's easy to understand. Right. So that's something that I always, whenever I first came to the journey, it was just like, I can take this and apply it right now. Absolutely. There's no, uh, you know, process where I have to like read into it, which of course it's always good to read your Bible and things oh, yeah. like that. Absolutely. But it was like, I can take what Matt is saying and what the journey is presenting and I can use it in my life right now. And so it sounds like mm -hmm. that's something that kind of drew you guys in uh, mm -hmm. to the journey. And so you've been going there ever since. 
and then shortly after you started volunteering there. So how is how would you speak on your journey experience? Because clearly uh, it's kind of changed your guys' lives with the volunteering and, and missionary work. So how would you kind of put to words like what the journey has meant to you all, both in your relationship and in your faith? Big question. Yeah. Sorry. That's <laughs> all right. Oh, it's showed us how to live life mm-hmm. right. I, I on think... a daily basis. I mean, <clears throat> like you said, it's right there. Mm-hmm. You can apply it right now. Yeah. And Matt always stressed volunteering. Mm-hmm. And once I got out there, volunteering is very easy. Yeah. All it takes is time. And so, yeah. of course, you guys being involved in all these great organizations like Eight Days of Hope and Hope and Murray and... Uh, you know, one that specifically stands out to me is the resurrection disaster relief. Right. Is that something where if there's a hurricane or a or tornado, you guys are... Eight Days of Hope is that. Eight Days also, of Hope is that yes. as well? Yes. You're, you guys are welcome to speak on any of, any of the organizations that I mentioned. I know that might take a little bit, but I was just... The one that stood out to me was the disaster relief because right. well, I know that that's... Eight Days of Hope has a rev response. Mm-hmm. Disaster relief. And right now they're in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Yeah. And I had a lot of things going on at home. Otherwise, I'd be there. You'd be there too. Yeah, gotcha. And it's just crazy that you guys have taken all the time to do all these places. And I I read the list earlier, but just to emphasize: Eight Days of Hope, Team Axe, Twenty Thirty Five, Hope and Murray. uh, Like I said, Resurrection Disaster Relief, the American Legion, Sleep in Heavenly Peace. I'm familiar with that one. That's you guys build beds for uh, the less fortunate and give them give them to homes that need them. And that's really great. And the Need Line, of course, is always a great organization. How did you guys get involved in all of those? Because it seems like you, you might do one or two and say, okay, this is taking up a good amount of time. But you guys are attached to all of these. I mean, how, how does that happen? You just you just keep, you know, compiling all the organizations Eight that you... Eight days of hope. When I first came, went to Guatemala, one of the guys from the journey was there also. Mm-hmm. He said, you liked it so much. Why don't you come to Eight Days of Hope once? Yeah. I went in 2012. It was my first one. I went there, and I got hooked with that one. Mm-hmm. And from 20, from Eight Days of Hope, I met people who started their own resurrection or disaster relief thing. Yeah. So T. Max was a guy who was at Eight Days of Hope. He started his own ministry. Wow. And resur- resurrection disaster relief was from people from Eight Days of Hope. Wow. And, and actually, that was also kind of the birth of Hope and Murray, mm-hmm. was right. people in in our area and from Journey Church, too, that do these same kinds of things of and, and have been very active in Eight Days of Hope. And not everybody can not everybody can drop everything and drive halfway across the country. Right. And yet they have a desire to do these things. Mm-hmm. And so there's a good group of people in the Murray area that do these kinds of things um, every week here in Murray. And a lot of them attend Journey. Sure. Yes, yeah. many of them do. And usually whenever uh, people speak on their faith journeys, there are people that really impact them as far as uh, maybe guiding them in the right direction. Or, or like you guys have mentioned, like they, these people went to the Journey and were attached to these great organizations. Um, are there any, who would you say are those key people that kind of helped you or influenced your faith journey? And that can go all the way back to you initially, right. you know, finding faith in Jesus, uh, and then even with these organizations. Are Listening there any? to a lot of Christian radio programs, mm-hmm. I lived in Chicago area, at Moody Bible Institute, they had good yeah. preachers on that. Mm-hmm. I like Chuck Swindoll, mm-hmm. 
Alistair Begg. I've listened to a lot of those guys, and yeah, they straighten you out. <laughs> so that's good. So in addition to uh, the journey services, there's right. uh, there's other stuff outside that you're uh, digesting and, and mm-hmm. kind of kind of going through. Okay, that's great. And then Vera, would you say any key people in your life or? Well, aside from my parents who, mm-hmm. who showed us faith. My mother um, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I'd have to say a lot of people at the journey. Um, I started about volunteering with the children, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people that I worked with then or volunteered with then have moved on. They've moved out of the area or whatever, but a lot of them really helped me. And volunteering helped me a lot because it it really um, made the Christian lifestyle real, right. not just something that happens on Sunday morning and you sit in a pew, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but just hearing them talk about their work, their jobs, and things like that, and um, how they related to the children, and, and that kind of loving care um, made me know it was a place we wanted to be a part of. Yeah, that's amazing. So. You guys definitely are proponents of getting involved at the journey. Oh, getting, getting Getting involved with guest services or the children's ministry, that's something that's very rewarding. Absolutely, yes. it is. It is very rewarding. And, and it's not just you know being with the children, but being with the, the people that are volunteering mm-hmm. alongside of you. And, um, you know, being able to give a word of encouragement if necessary, but often taking those words of right, encouragement, yeah. and and um, it really it it makes it easy to be. It made me able to be myself because I didn't yeah. have to be this church lady. You know, <laughs> I could I could be Vera. That's I didn't awesome. Have to be a church lady. Mm-hmm. And then Ron, uh, I know that you've been volunteering. I know whenever I started sending the journey, you were one of the first people that I interacted with. So. Those, those interactions that you have, and I don't know if you remember that, but I definitely do. <laughs> you see a lot of people whenever yes. you're volunteering with guest services, but those interactions that you have, both with, like Vera said, with the people that you're volunteering with, as long as, as well as those people attending the church, how is that? Like, is that spiritually fulfilling? Does that help well, you? It's rewarding to, learning their names is, mm-hmm. is big. Yes. And I, I can't believe I remember all the names of the people <laughs> that I meet there. What I do. It's a task, that's yeah. for sure. And so you guys volunteer at the journey, and then of course you're a part of all these great organizations. And I think that's where we kind of need to, or I guess, answer this last question. If someone is kind of considering taking the action that you all did, which is uh, serving, whether it be with the journey or or even serving as far as going to you know other countries and doing missionary work, uh, what would you say to them? I mean, I know that there are a lot of people that would say, "Well, I don't have the time," or I, I just don't know if that's something that I can do. What would you say to those people uh, that are sacrifice. kind of make, make the sacrifice? Make the sacrifice. sacrifice There's do always it. something you can do, and mm-hmm. and there is always something very helpful that right. that you can do, and you can't outgive God. That's true. I, and and to be able to to go on a trip and watch Him, watch God multiply the efforts of humans. Right. <laughs> And to see the, the impossible yeah. be accomplished mm-hmm. because you're partnering with with God of faithfulness, and yeah. and it's it's pretty neat to see His people come together from all walks all of life, country. all over the country, um, 
to bring us together with one cause, mm -hmm. with one goal. And I, I would just encourage people to do it because, you know, especially when life gets difficult and, and things get hectic, um, to step outside of your own life for a little while is, right. is eye-opening. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And Ron, I guess I'd be kind of on the same track there. Well, when you see a house put up in a week, I mean, from foundation to moving in in eight days mm -hmm. is unbelievable when you don't have the skilled labor to do it. Yeah. Right. It gets done. Even professional builders can't really do <laughs> no. that. No, definitely not. And, and so to see God's hand working yep. uh, like that and that quickly, uh, that, that's something that would definitely be fulfilling for a lot of people. So uh, Ron and Vera, this has been great. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Your guys' story is phenomenal. Uh, it's inspiring to hear all of the organizations that you guys are involved in. Uh, so I know that you guys are busy based on that. So thanks for making some time to do this. He gets all the glory. Yep. He does. He gets all the it's glory. All him. It's all, all God. Us. That's yeah, right. We're not that good, but he <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for stopping in. We, we, we appreciate it here at The Journey. Well, thank, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey. <laughs>